0: Hey there, Caitlin here. Our mission at EB Academics is simple. Help middle school ELA teachers take back their time outside of the classroom by providing them with engaging lessons, planning frameworks, and genuine support so that you can become the best version of yourself both inside and outside of the classroom. So if you think you might be ready to try something new because you know you simply cannot continue the way that you have been, that I'd invite you to take a moment to check out the EB Teachers Club, the EB Writing Program, or the EB Grammar Program by visiting the links in the description of the podcast. We hope to continue to support you within one of our programs in the future. And in the meantime, we look forward to serving you right here on the podcast each week. All right. Welcome back to our final episode in June on the podcast. We are talking about expert tips for saving time and streamlining your planning without sacrificing quality instruction. So today we're going to share with you some simple hacks to save you time to streamline your work um, outside of the classroom. So committing to these small changes will help you become more efficient with your work time when school is back in session. So we know that this is June. However, we want to learn these things now when we have the white space to be able to do it, right? So often we get in the doing this of teaching in the year. We don't have the space to come up and breathe and that white space in order to learn new skills or learn new things. So that's exactly why we do this in, in June, that we're focusing on a lot of things that you can take um, when you head back into the school year. So if you've been teaching for any length of time chances are you can relate to spending far too much time outside of the classroom, planning, grading, responding to emails by doing all of the extra things required of you. Um, and if you're really serious about making some changes so that this next school year is the year that you finally feel confident in control of your time outside of the classroom, then how to have, I'm sorry, then we're going to talk about two choices that you have right now, right? So you have two choices in front of you. You can decide what you want for your life. We talked about your vision for your life on a Couple episodes ago, but there's two two paths, right? It makes me think of Robert Frost's uh, uh, what's Road it? Not Taken." Yes, thank you. "The Road Not Taken." I love that poem. Two paths, right? You can continue doing what you've always done, grading, planning like you've always done in the past, right? Or you can con- commit to making small changes and doing something different, right? And these are these are small changes that we're going to share with you. These are small hacks that we're going to share with you, right? But it's up to you to decide. And I find that so many people will sit and argue for why they can't make changes. And it's like, that's fine. Then that's going to be your life, right? Or if you want something different, you just get to step into the knowingness that you're going to have to do something different. It just is what it is. And sometimes it takes hard work and dedication. And sometimes it takes doing something that's maybe outside of your comfort zone, that maybe is going to challenge you. Right. I always say like life challenges us and, and invites us into the next level of self. Right. So many of us will be like, I want this. I want this. I want this. And then life goes, here you go. And you're like, no, thank you. I don't want to do that. You know? And it's like, dude, this is what you asked for. The universe is inviting you into this next level of your life. And so many of us are resistant to that because, and I get it. It's uncomfortable. And it's hard, and it brings us outside of our comfort zone, and it brings us outside of our box, and we don't want to do that. But if you want something
1: different, you've got to do something different,
0: right? So Jess, let's talk about hack number one.
1: Hack number one, you want to create a distraction-free zone. So I want you to consider where are you currently doing your lesson planning or your grading? Like, Is it in your classroom after school when your students are wandering in and they have some questions for you? Is it during like the one planning period that you have? Oh, but you still have to make copies for tomorrow's lit circle discussion or you have to run to the bathroom. You've got to respond to the parent emails from this morning. You have to call the dentist to change your kid's appointment, right? What's happening when you're planning? Maybe even you're at home and you're like, I'm just going to watch this one movie on Netflix and I'll plan at the same time, right? Maybe you even have your phone nearby. So I want you to notice whether or not these are ideal environments for you and ask yourselves, like, what would it look like to lesson plan or grade in a distraction free zone? Does that mean you hang a sign on your door that says, please do not disturb? Does it mean You leave the TV off. Does it mean you go sit at a coffee shop and do your planning? Whatever works for you. Maybe even for some of you, it means, nope, I've got to go to Batch Planning Live because I need that dedicated two days to map out my lessons. I need to be surrounded by teachers who are doing the same thing. And I get that that last one, that's a commitment, right? But it really is an ultimate distraction-free zone when you commit to planning for two days straight. So I want you to ask yourself, what's one change you can make To limit the distractions while you work and then stick to it. And then hack number two is to set a timer. So, are you going to work for 45 minutes? Is it going to be one hour? Whatever it is, you pick your time and then you stick, stick to it. So, Parkinson's law, if you've heard of it, states that work expands to fill the time allotted for its completion. So, if you give yourself 45 minutes to plan your next ELA unit, it'll take you 45 minutes. And if you give yourself three hours to plan that unit, you can easily fill that three hours worth of time. And it's the same thing with grading. If you tell yourself, okay, I've got 60 minutes and I've got to grade two periods worth of essays, then that's what you're going to fill. Now, of course, this means your grading might look different, right? Maybe you can't circle every single misspelled word and leave a paragraph of comments on every single paper, because that's going to take way longer than 60 minutes. So maybe you have to rely on a rubric more. And you know what? Like, that's Okay. You might even actually find that because you're commenting less and relying on the rubric more, that what you do say to your students is more meaningful. They actually read it. It makes a difference to them. So determine what a reasonable amount of time is to grade or to plan to do whatever particular task it is and then stick to it. So this will allow you to stay focused because you've only scheduled a set amount of time to plan the unit or grade the papers. You're going to naturally find yourself wanting to honor that time. You're going to be much less likely to randomly go grab a snack or check your phone or scroll on Instagram or whatever it is, because you're like, no, I only have 30 minutes. So setting that timer holds you accountable to finish your work and then not waste a minute. So it's actually a really good hack. Once you give it a try, I love using that one.
0: Totally. I do it to myself all the time, especially when I don't want to do something. I'm like, set a timer and do it. (laughs) Mm
1: hmm. And it goes so quickly then, doesn't it? It's like such a mind thing. I'm like, whoa, that was already 18 minutes? Like, okay. (laughs) Yep, 100%. Love it.
0: All right, hack number three is to determine your go-to place for lessons. And this really is a big one, as small as it might sound. So if you make this change, what you'll notice is that you're not just saving minutes here and there, but instead you're saving chunks of time because we're talking, you know, entirely free afternoons and weekends where we want you to not even think about work. So I want you to think about how you currently figure out what lessons to teach, right? Do you look through the textbook that your school requires you to use and decide what unit, you know what? Ugh, that's not engaging. I'm not gonna use that one. Then maybe you go check out Pinterest or you scroll through TPT or you, have you, whatever. I don't even know the social media. Isn't there like lemonade is a new one? Oh, yeah. I have heard of that. Yeah. Okay. So that is a thing.
1: Okay. I, I so. think
0: whatever it is, right? There's all these places. There's so much noise in our world right? That trying to find a good unit that has good reviews, is it engaging for my seventh graders? Is it still going to meet the standards? Does it not take up too much class time, right? It's like, oh my gosh, there are all these questions that I, maybe it'll work, right? So maybe you buy it. But you've never bought anything from that particular TPT store before. So now you got to spend time figuring out how everything's organized, okay? These particular lessons don't really align with what I want to do. It doesn't follow the framework that I have. Maybe you even have to make a rubric because one's not included. Then you print everything out, copy it, whatever, right? By the time you're done, it's like a couple of hours and you haven't even taught that one particular lesson yet. Like, let's be real. Like, that's the reality, Right. So what you think is three hours of actual lesson planning on the weekend might actually be 30 minutes of planning and two and a half hours of searching, right? If we're thinking about it. So I want you to think about, you know, have you considered that sometimes you spend more time planning and searching for a lesson than even teaching it? And probably you're like, ding, like, yes, that's my problem. And it doesn't have to be like that because what you can do is you can find one place That becomes your go-to spot for searching for lessons. So you aren't bouncing back and forth between textbook, Google, Pinterest, TBT, whatever, right? And I like to think of, you know, using the analogy of like shopping in this case, right? Whenever I go to like say Nordstrom or Macy's, like a big department store for me, it's incredibly overwhelming, there's a lot of stuff. Like they literally have how many brands of jeans? It's like, I just know, like, no, it's too much. Spent all kinds of time looking through all of the different racks, all of the different brands, only to come out empty-handed when I just, you know, I just really wanted a new sweater or whatever it was. On the flip side, if I had just gone right into Madewell or whatever like smaller store that has a smaller curated number of clothes that's like 99% of the time it's my style, it's on brand for me, whatever, I have way fewer options to choose from, I'm so much more likely to find a sweater that I love spend a fraction of the time searching for that sweater. Like as silly as that sounds, it's literally the same exact thing. Like that is the perfect analogy in my mind. Like find a place, whether it's a textbook, whether it's an online community, whether it's us right at EB, find a place that's aligned with what you teach. The language is consistent for your students. The activities are engaging for your students. It's rigorous. You know, it's going to meet the standards. Stick with it. It seriously makes a difference. You will be amazed at how much time you save when you have the consistency and dependability of relying on a single place that has lessons that you know you are going to love for your classroom.
1: And I think that I'm just thinking about this, like it makes such a difference for your students as well, right? If everything is from one general area, the language is consistent. So then it's easier for them to understand directions, to know what's expected. Like they're not always reinventing the wheel themselves either. So I just like that
0: a hundred percent. Oh my gosh. It's so, it so matters. It so matters. Yeah, it does. Yeah.
1: All right. Hack number four, embrace chat GPT. So I want you to think about all the questions you have to come up with for novels, short stories, poems, informational text articles you have your students read, your class discussion questions, your Socratic seminar questions, your quiz questions, your essay questions, right? This can take hours of your time each week or each month if you're having discussions and quizzes after every few chapters of a novel, for example, You want to make sure those questions require critical thinking, that students have to rely on evidence when they answer them, that they're actually interesting questions. Like it's a tall order. So no wonder it takes a lot of your time and your energy to come up with them. But with ChatGPT, you simply type the command into the website and it immediately generates questions for you. And of course, if you don't like what it suggests, now you can easily and quickly tweak those and make them work for you or your students, or you can get it to create essay prompts for you and even the mentor text for your students. So I just want you to embrace the idea of letting chat GPT do some of the work for you. And we like to think of it as like a brainstorming tool. Of course, you want to go in there and give it your personal magical touch, but it's going to save you a bunch of time on the front end. So we actually recorded three podcast episodes um, all about ChatGPT and how it can save time planning for you. So you might wanna go check those out. They aired back in March and they are called Quality Discussion Questions with ChatGPT, Create Essential Questions with ChatGPT and Write Sample Essays with ChatGPT.
0: Awesome, I love it. So those are the four hacks, okay? And I just wanna note, you know, as we kind of wrap things up that something led you to listen to this particular episode, right? I I don't think that anything happens haphazardly, excuse me. I fully believe that like life happens for us. The universe puts things in front of us at a specific time for a specific reason, right? Something attracted you to wanting to start saving time, to wanting to streamline your workload, to wanting to do all of this without sacrificing the quality of your instruction. Like you are a very specific type of teacher to come listen to this episode because you care about this and you care about that, right? Some teachers only care about saving time but you care about both. You care about saving time and having quality instruction, right? That's a very specific type of teacher, a very special teacher, quite frankly. The only types of teachers really that we want inside of our EV Teachers Club because that shows a lot about who you are and what you're willing to do to change for the better, right? So you're obviously someone with a huge desire to serve your students, to be an outstanding teacher and at the same time, have a life outside of the classroom. So I want you to think about What are you committed to doing differently this coming school year? What tip or hack did you hear that just resonated with you that you're willing to try? Maybe it's just one of them, or maybe it's all of them, right? But it's something that has to happen that's different, right? What can you do today to start stepping into the new identity of this new type of teacher? Are you going to set up a distraction-free work zone? Will you find and choose your go-to spot for quality ELA lessons? EB academics, just side note, will you sign up for chat GPT, right? Whatever it is. I want you to think about that because something different has to happen, gets to happen in order for you to see a different reality for yourself next school year, right? Because it's when we step into this identity and becoming this teacher who operates in this way, who does these certain types of things, who expertly and efficiently plans and grades, whatever, that's when... You get to show up as a teacher, do great work in the classroom, and thrive as a human being outside of school, outside of your teacher identity. And that's what we all want, right? Isn't that what you want for this upcoming school year? To thrive? Absolutely. So we hope that you've enjoyed all of these episodes throughout the month of June. We love talking about lesson planning. It's one of our favorite things, but even more so, I don't know, maybe it's equal love lesson planning and talking about writing because we're about to just like totally switch gears and do a little bit of a one eighty on you. And we're going to dive hard into talking about writing all throughout the month of July. Um, we have a writing workshop that we're doing at the end of July that we can, I don't know if the link is ready to share with you guys to sign up for that, but if it is when this airs, we'll put it in the, uh, what is it called? The show notes for you guys. So you can sign up for that. Um, we do a free PD workshop experience, all that stuff. Um, in July, we open our EB writing program in July. It's like, it's writing central at EB come July, which we're super excited about.
1: And like we've got bonus episodes in July too. So it's like double the writing talk, Holy cow. which I'm so excited about.
0: So, <laughs> there's a lot. We're going to thank get- you for that reminder. Yeah.
1: I we've got some good reminder. episodes planned. I was looking over our notes and it's like increasing their writing scores in 30 minutes or less or getting the best writing results you've ever seen. Like those are good topics that you're going to want to pay attention to before this next school year starts.
0: Love it. Very cool. Um, and if, if if this podcast and these episodes this month have served you in any capacity, we would love for one, you to leave us a review, but two, share it with someone you know. Share it with a teacher who would benefit from this. Um, the more that you help us spread the word about who we are and what we do, um, the more of a difference and impact we're gonna make get to make in education. So thank you guys so much for joining us this month. And we'll see you in July to talk all about writing.
1: Bye, everyone.